Una and the Red Cross Knight From the Fairy Queen Book One, Canto One By Edmund Spencer From the World's Best Poetry, Volume Six Fancy and Sentiment, Part One Read for LibriVox.org by Lian Yao Una and the Red Cross Knight A gentle knight was pricking on the plain, he clad in mighty arms and silver shield, wherein all dints of deep wounds did remain, the cruel marks of many a bloody field, yet arms till that time did he never wield. His angry steed did chide his foaming bit, as much disdaining to the curb to yield. Full jolly knight he seemed, and fair did sit, as one for knightly guests in fierce encounters fit. And on his breast a bloody cross he bore, the dear remembrance of his dying lord, for whose sweet sake that glorious badge he wore, and dead as living ever him adored. Upon his shield the like was also scored, for sovereign hope, which in his help he had, right faithful, true he was in deed and word, but of his cheer did seem too solemn sad, yet nothing did he dread, but ever was dread. Upon a great adventure he was bond, that greatest Gloriana to him gave, that greatest glorious queen of fairyland, to win him worship and her grace to have, which of all earthly things he most did crave, and ever as he rode his heart did earn to prove his puissance in battle brave upon his foe, and his new force to learn upon his foe, a dragon, horrible and stern. A lovely lady rode him fair beside, Upon a lowly ass more white than snow, Yet she much whiter, But the same did hide under a veil That wimpled was full low, And over all a black stole she did throw. As one that inly mourned, so was she sad, And heavy sate upon her palfrey slow, Seemed in heart some hidden care she had, And by her in a line a milk-white lamb she lad. So pure and innocent as that same lamb, she was in life and every virtuous law, and by descent from royal lineage came, of ancient kings and queens, that had of yore their sceptres stretched from east to western shore, and all the world in their subjection held, till that infernal fiend with foul uproar, forwasted all their land, and then expelled, whom to avenge, she had this night from far compelled. Behind her, far away, a dwarf did lag, that lazy seemed, in being ever lost, or wearied, with bearing of her bag of needments at his back. Thus as they passed, the day with clouds was sudden overcast, and angry Jove and hideous storm of rain did pour into his leman's lap so fast, that every white to shroud it did constrain, and this fairy couple eke to shroud themselves were fain and forced to seek some covert nigh at hand, a shady grove not far away they spied, that promised eyed the tempest to withstand, whose lofty trees, ye lad with summer's pride, did spread so broad that heaven's light did hide, not possible with power of any star, and all within were paths and alleys wide, with fitting worn and leading inward far, fair harbour that them seems. So in they entered, ah. 
End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.